0: Um, so we're we're recording our Dharma Talks because what ends up happening is that people will say, hey, what did you say three Wednesdays ago? And I'm like, that was 16 classes ago. I have no idea. <laughs> um, even though it probably was really important and awesome. So um, that's what we're doing. Yesterday, who was, was anyone in class yesterday in the morning? Yeah, Rebecca was. We talked a little bit about the um, two ways. I mean there's a anytime we're talking to big groups of people it's just important to remember that we have to kind of like qualify things in order to have words to talk about stuff so you'll land somewhere in between but essentially we talked about um two ways that we tend to cope and manage our space and our relationships one which is the one that i identify with as having had a very over-controlling italian mom Um, did anyone else have one of those Nope, just me. Anyone else have a, just a controlling mom who maybe was an Italian? Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> you can just say she was an Italian mom, and people will know what she's talking, of, what you're talking about. Um, and the so what happened to me was that in order to feel safe, um, as I grew and began to manage my own space, I wanted nothing to do with any sort of like controlling. I wanted to like be the free spirit. I moved 13 times in the two years before my daughter was born at age of 21, which was also probably a consequence of being the free spirit, you know? Like, like that was kind of how I dealt with and managed my space. And then the other way that a lot of people go is that I'm calling this the manager, as they like over control to feel safe. And most people tend to identify with that. Is that true? I've been taking polls. Yeah, but like, but, it's the same thing. Whether you're controlling your space by being the super free spirit or you're controlling your space by being really type A, <laughs> right? You're Either way, you're controlling your space and managing. And a lot of what we're doing in yoga is trying to figure out how to um, be present, right? And to not be in the space where we're controlling and over-managing no matter what. Right, because we miss things when we're doing that. And one of the areas in my life that I've been working on currently is the landscape of forgiveness, right? And nowhere in my life would I prefer to over control and manage than in the landscape of forgiveness. Because you know when you owe someone an apology and you're like probably laying in bed the night before and going, okay, if I say this and then this and then this, then they're gonna understand. And then they're going to be like, that's okay, I still love you. And so you end up using a lot of qualifiers, right? Like, I didn't mean to, or I didn't, um, I'm like a lot of excuses and blaming. Well, this was happening in my life, so that's why I acted like this. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay, good. They're nodding, listener. They are nodding. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not alone. so we go into a time when maybe there's a conversation that has to happen with forgiveness wanting a certain outcome and then the apology ends up being something that is not necessarily like being spoken of from our highest place it's being spoken of from a place of fear and ego and wanting to control and manage um and in that realm, it's never gonna like work out awesome. And I learned this from a writer named Carolyn Miss and she says that like when we're speaking soul to soul, it looks a lot different than when we're speaking from fear, place, and ego, and probably then in consequence to someone else's fear, space, and ego. Because when you say like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I really didn't mean to hurt you, and um, like it wasn't my intention, and I'm so sorry, that sounds a lot different than hey, do you have time to talk to me? Like first asking for permission, right? And then saying, I know that I hurt you and I did it consciously and I saw that you were hurting and I did it anyway. And those two things like, come from a completely different place. One where we're trying to manage and then one where we're t- really trying to speak in service to love and connection. Does that make sense, my friends? And I had the opportunity to practice this since I learned this twice this week. And do you want to know what is so fucking crazy? Is that when you do the second version, when you're speaking soul to soul, and you can really sit in it and be accountable, the reaction you get is kind of the one you want when you're trying to manage, right? Because when you're speaking to someone's soul, there's the there's a the opportunity for connection. And that's really what we're after. Um, so I'm really glad you're here to talk about the free birder and the overmanager <laughs> and forgiveness. And what I'm interested in for all of you, what I think about every time I get to sit up here in the seat of the teacher, is how we can be more present so that we can then choose love over and over and over and over again, right? And this is this practice of yoga makes that possible for us. It just gives us more choices. It just does. Because it teaches us how to feel inside of our body and know when we're disassociating and leaving and know when we're really here and able to be with ourselves in a way that's compassionate and full of love and self-acceptance. Make sense? Okay, bring your hands to your heart. It's going to be awesome. It's hot in here. I'm excited. I practiced with my kids, poor things. I'm like, do you have time to speak with me? (laughs) (laughs) About forgiveness. (laughs) My son always says, ugh, stop yoga-ing me, mom. And I say, no. Getting in for the sound of home. Grab your hands, lift your chin, open your eyes, and come on out to Child's Pose, please.